0: AJ's Bird and Princess here, Birds of a Feather, a little bit of self-talk out loud from this pod for myself, so if you listen to this, you understand why I'm doing this, so I can go to sleep with a clear conscience. I don't want to subscribe to Naked Delphia, but I'm throwing the white flag. <laughs> This is going to be one of these seasons just like I dreaded, but I, I had hoped it wouldn't be. Um, I hoped all the newness on the team would somehow trigger um, a slight learning curve, but not to the point where now you feel like they're all going backwards. This game today against the Raiders started out pretty neat. And then quickly fell apart after Miles Sanders' ankle injury. And then turned into, let's go back to what we were doing because it's safe. And I hate safe when it comes to this team. I know I'm not the queen of taking risks like that. But at this point, I would think if you want to keep your jobs, if you want to have any kind of impression on the front office, I would think you'd want to try to just go back to what worked in the first half and stay there. Um, keep Hurts under center, which seemed to work, and just use Kenny and Boston while you can. They seemed to keep the Kenny and Boston thing, but then Kenny got a little careless with the ball, and then, you know, Boston's Boston. Boston will break through at times, but if the O-line's not really compatible, and Melotta was noticeably, noticeably having a limp, and for whatever reason, Lane Johnson went out, and I I don't know if Lane's really 100%. I didn't expect him to be. I was actually kind of happy he he stayed in the game as long as he did. But I thought that he would be able to handle most of that. But the frustration probably at the line is probably what made him kind of tap out. But I also don't know if maybe he's nursing something on top of everything else. Um, I'm sure it'll be clear tomorrow. I have to reassure myself that I watch sports out of the simple enjoyment of seeing a team go through their ups and downs, but mostly ups. And the reality of being a fan is that you're secretly hoping that it's just nothing but ups, especially because they look capable of doing it until they play like crap, and then you start doubting if they understand what's supposed to be expected of them when they get on the on the field, or are they kind of stuck in their ways as to how the offense was run when they played with Wentz and they can't break some of their isms on certain parts. Um, I mean, honestly, Dallas Goddard catching the very first big pass was to me the motivation that I needed to pay attention, but it didn't, it didn't manage a whole hill of beans if they didn't go back to him again until like later in the second half. Um, especially on National Titans Day, even though so many people have a problem with reiterating how that holiday means nothing to us as fans. But hey, it's my favorite position in terms of these players, because a lot of the players that are tight ends are kind of attractive. I'm sorry, I have to say. It. Um, But getting back to the game, I, I, I think that this season definitely was going to be a trial and error. I just hate to see another black quarterback kind of get sacked because he doesn't produce fast enough but we've given our franchise quarterback and wince like all five years to decide he wasn't right for this team. And I think it just annoys me because it, to me it always gives the front office an excuse to say that that whole stupid quarterback factory comment, how we made a couple seasons ago um, was, was rectified because nobody can apparently uh, execute anything consistently enough, no matter what the crappy buck calls are made from the coaching staff they're always going to side with the coaching staff even if they don't have any faith in them either. So if there's anybody who I would prefer, if there was even a slight possibility somebody would be fired mid-season, I would rather they let go of Sirianni and keep Hurts because maybe the actual uh, OC uh, coordinator might actually work with Hurts to the point where they could kind of find a happy medium during a game and try to put in their heads that When a play, excuse me, when a play falls apart, don't give up on it. I think it's good to hear some of the leaks from some of the pressers because I refuse to watch any of the pressers anymore. I just feel like all the players are going to say what they got to say. I just think that Roddy McLeod saying they're running out of time is pretty much good, good advice to pump a sense of urgency back into this squad because it's very easy to get down on yourselves. And, you know, Hertz never wants to appear like he's down on himself. But I don't think he knows how else to um, talk about what he might be feeling. Um, I think he's very quick to want to keep that kind of arm's length between him and the media and seem like he's a leader. But I also do think he's an old spirit who doesn't believe in, you know, making excuses for anything. But it's empty talk when you can't seem to deliver week in and week out. And as much as it unnerves me to hear so many people have so such... I don't know, Vetriol, for someone that they haven't even seen longer than seven weeks. And I also know they said that he only played 11 starts since, including last year's uh, late season rally. But I, I still think that people still can't get past the fact that he's not what they remember in Nick Foles, what they remember in Carson Wentz, what they remember in Donovan McNabb. I I know it can't always be racial, but sometimes some people do. To me, it seems like they take it there without even realizing it because I feel like it's so easy to knock a guy's style when you don't know if his style is really what you're seeing because he's going by what's called but I do think there are times that I don't understand why he throws away balls but I'd rather he throw them away than throw a pick um and he's done that too already so he's pretty much even there I just feel bad for um the coaches who really have no, have no excuses, you know, as to why things aren't working out because they're not out there on the field, but they also know that in their minds, sometimes some of those plays make sense and some of them don't, you know, I think we'll always hear from this week on, you know, if Sirianni does another, you know, onside kick that doesn't work, or if Sirianni does, uh, doesn't accept a penalty again, you know, and, and causes the, ball to go back into the um opponent's hands one for one more down, you know, I'm done. And he may very well he very well may do that. He may decide to do that and save it for the fourth, you know, for all we know. But the mentality of and his decision making is starting to it's starting to echo a little bit of Doug in his last year when he's pretty much just guessing and or even his his first year. But even as a rookie, I mean, Carson was still seven and nine, and I don't think this team is even capable of getting any more wins. Honestly, I don't see any other wins other than maybe when they meet Washington and uh, the Giants again, but I really don't see it. I don't see them getting past two wins. I really don't. And... (sighs) If that's enough for them to get another pick next year, that's great. But I don't know why even people care about that when we're still stuck with Howie. And I feel like half of the front office is obviously the problem. Um, they can have all the good players they want. But just like Devonte Smith, he disappears in the offense every day until he gets some ridiculous catch where he has to drag his feet because Jalen decides to finally find him. But even I think you know, people were saying that he was showing signs of frustration But I also don't think he knows how to use his body yet Um, as 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 lean and skinny as he is. I think he's getting pushed off a lot on his routes. And it's clear that Dallas is a good option. But if Jalen doesn't see him because he wants to run, then what does it matter where Dallas is? And it, it worries me because I don't want Dallas to be a casualty of a trade because they want to bring somebody else in here that could help the defense or the offense line, offensive line instead of, you know, another tight end or whatever when they're waiting for Tyree and Richard Rodgers and, you know, the other quarterback of I mean tight end to come in and kind of split the difference. But the every player is expendable thing that Howie seems to go by a lot in these last, like, five years, is is annoying because it doesn't give any other player a chance to understand if it's them or if it's the scheme. And I think most fans feel like every time they leave us and they go to another team, they they do better. So it makes us think it's the scheme. It's always the scheme. But we'll never know because it's not something they're going to easily break down to us until, you know, Jalen does leave or get traded or get benched, which I don't think is happening. I I could rather deal with he- with Jalen's issues than Nick Sirianni's play calling any day, because Nick will always have a reason for why he wanted to attempt to make a call like that. But if he still gets torn between analytics and whatever he's being called on his uh, headset versus what is in his in- his heart, um, or his gut, um, it's no different from Dougie when he was sometimes guessing in 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 his view of being aggressive, and it really would be stupid. And he did plenty of stupid calls today. So I think a lot of the the shooting in the foot really started once Sirianni decided to kind of have a, a last minute change of heart and um, decline the penalty. And then, yeah, there were some things that obviously the team should have um, executed. But I feel like you're always going to have that every game. I just also think you shouldn't put them in positions where they could make those mistakes. And Every time a player goes down, I'll, I'll say it till the end of the season, they cannot rebound right away. And it, you can tell because a whole series will get, will die or lose momentum or a penalty will come because everybody's all thrown off because somebody's missing. And I don't know why your offense has to fall apart every time somebody leaves. So again, I'm venting because as a fan, I know it's hard to be patient. I know I totally understand people who don't want to watch this team anymore but it's hard for me as a person who loves watching her sports and being lazy on a sunday to turn away from watching this team but hopefully as i'm watching now or watching the last few minutes I'm on my twitter feed about how carson and the colts have managed to squeeze out a very messy w against the 49ers in their own in their own house in the rain that hasn't stopped it's it just makes me realize like you can you can work with your coach, but you also have to decide who is going to back down on certain aspects that don't work for the other. Um, If there's one thing that Frank Reich could always manage to do is fight through, you know, I guess Wentz's um, issues with reading the defense or holding the ball or this, that, and the other. And to me, even with two bum ankles, (laughs) I'm looking at him like, he looked a lot better in this game than he's been looking since he recovered from yet another injury this year so I, I you're only a good a quarterback as your coach allows you to be and if there's players already grumbling and the defense talking about they have to be basically less aggressive on certain plays unless they're called to be aggressive on a specific play then you already have an issue and that is not a good issue to have and as a fan it's kind of tiresome to hear anything but I personally love it because we need some kind of insight to understand why every week may or may not be different um I stopped thinking it was going to be different pretty much the week after this game I mean the week before this game because I knew that it's just a mentality that's just going to continue to be unproven or proven should I say and every week they play a different opponent and there's always going to be a reason to rectify why they decided to do that and they won't let there be any honesty in between because that's just not what they do so messy or not messy there's going to be a lot of group therapy having to be made during after a game loss so I'm not expecting any different when they go to Detroit I hate to say it I'm still going to root for them but I'm accepting the fact that they are just not good they're not good enough they don't have true trust in their coach and no matter what they say when the cameras on. Us fans know different. Us fans know instinct, And us fans have been through this before. And so we're not expecting anybody to come out and blatantly say that they don't trust Nick or Sirianni as a coach. Even if they decided to get the play calling mostly to the OC. Does it really matter? And if so, if your OC is really the one who's calling these weak but plays, then maybe you should just wonder, maybe it's not always cool to get your buddies, you know, for your team. Because if you both lucked out on a on a team that actually had contenders or at least had competitors, then you move to a squad that really can't do that much for you. Then you realize maybe it wasn't you, you know, maybe it was the fact that you had talented players on top of everything. So the visual and the ends justify the mean, should I say, I'm talking crazy, but at the end of the day, I just want us fans to understand that every week is going to always be annoying so there, you just got to find new ways to kind of just laugh at it and or not get as consumed by it, you know, because as much as us, you know, hermits like myself who like to just sit in all weekend, there's going to be a point where you're going to have to pull yourself away from certain things that you would do because it's going to start wearing you down. And I just refrained from watching all of the post show. I watched some stuff with Seth because I like hearing Seth Joyner, but then I pulled away from the pressers because... I wasn't expecting much to be said that I haven't heard. So other than listening a little bit of Dallas, because he's not really the one usually at the podium a lot. So now that he's is definitely tied in one, he probably will be getting a lot of questions thrown at him and he's going to have to get used to it, even on bad days. So this is yet another loss, but is it? Because I wonder if the loss is really on us or on them. And for that, I say embrace any positive that you have for this week. And yeah, go birds. We know we're going to watch when they go to Detroit. So any of you saying you have other stuff planned, don't kid yourself. You're going to check your phone. Fly goes fly. Birds of a feather. AJ's suburban Princess. Have a good night.